So I just talking to All right, dear. Hello, I'm Nana. And if you enjoy listening to my sweethearts talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours. And maybe they can enjoy it, too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the Darlings Buy Me a Coffee account. All right. Okay, honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we're doing a, we can't say deep dive because it goes really deep. Uh, Look at Atlantis. Was it a thing? Was it not a thing? If it was a thing, where was the thing? (laughs) Were there any survivors from said thing? And so on and so forth. So, if, uh, like we say at the starting of some of the other episodes, if this isn't your thing, come back next week. We got a surprise bag of uh, podcasts that it changes all the time. We never know what we're going to talk about. But tonight we are talking about Atlantis and the bunny hole that it is. So, with Atlantis, we should probably start at the starting. So, I've got Nancy and Colleen here with me from the Odd Squad, and uh, Nancy knows a little bit of the... Is it Plato? Plato? Um, yes. So I, I always did, say Pluto. So. Plato. I did some research. Um, so apparently it was a story passed down through generations to him. Um, but I didn't get into reading his stuff in spe- specific because Colleen is like, it's a hard read. Uh, <laughs> um <clears throat> But uh, what I did find, and I ended up on the History Channel website, uh, website mm-hmm. um, and they talked about, as I, it says, uh, that Plato describes Atlantis as an, an island larger than Libya and Asia uh, together, located in the Atlantic, just beyond the Pillars of Hercules, which is assumed to mean the Strait of... Gibraltar. There. Thank you. Don't worry. I got you. <laughs> um, he talks about his culture being advanced. Um, but another YouTuber that I was watching talks and they say that when we read things where it says the culture was advanced, it was advanced as it had a government, a military. Um, it had horticulture and that not necessarily what you would see in the movies right. with flying cars and machines and everything. Okay, because I've, I've heard the latter as well. So, yes. like, we want to touch on both because we love conspiracy too. Right, Colleen? The latter is actually from Edgar Casey. So, do, we'll touch on that one later. Do you like but, ladders? Yes. What about snakes? Mm, yeah, I don't mind snakes. Okay. But, um, but yeah, Plato's original, it just meant the agriculture, the military, the form of government, which for Plato, that meant democratic, which was a big thing because he was from the Athens state. And so everything was really big on democratic, the rule of the people and the people getting the right. So for the fact that they're advanced, it meant that they were democratic. Okay. Good times. Um, uh, he said that uh, it was 
protected by the god Poseidon. Um, and as the Atlanteans grew more powerful, their ethics declined, and therefore that was the, the decline of their um, socialization, um, from what I've read. Plato, like, I don't know if you want me, Plato, I, I've, I've, truthfully, I've tried to read Plato, and I gave up. I could not be bothered. Um, as long as you didn't try to eat Plato. Yeah. But um, he wrote in dialogues, so it was, yeah, and um, his story was, and I, and I guess where the original comes from is that the, the tale goes that he came up with this story because I think it was Socrates asked three men to tell him a tale. And so Plato told this tale and he said the tale had been handed down and that it originally came from that it was originally told to an ancestor of his, uh, I want to say Somna, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so sorry, passed down through grandfathers is what the research that I'd seen. I'm scooching over closer. Oh, this is cute. We'll just cuddle. We'll just cuddle. There we go. Um, so he, um, and but apparently the original telling of the tale came from ancient Egypt and it was about 9,000 years old at the time. So that would place it around 10,000, like 9,500, 10,000 BC, um, BCE, sorry. And, um, but it, it, so it was, that's how he said, he said it came from the ancient Egyptians, um, Okay, well, since we're on the ancient Egyptians, I have here that, uh, you know how the ancient Egyptians have their great big monuments, their their pyramids, their sphinx, all that yeah. kind of stuff, and people are still wondering how the heck they did it, right? Yeah. Um, some other place had said uh, some survivors from Atlantis made their way to Egypt and kind of started trying to repopulate in Egypt, brought some of the technologies they had, were able to build the pyramids, but eventually were killed off. And I'll mention why they were killed off later. But So that's a huge jumping around right now. That one, like, that's that's jumping around in terms of the survivors after Atlantis. Yeah. Um, if there's any way we could just talk a bit more about what Plato originally yeah. said. Yeah, go ahead. Um. So, like, he described it, and it's been, it was, they, um, I think what it was, wasn't that Poseidon granted, he he said the story was that Poseidon gave these kingdoms to men, and uh, I believe it was, sorry, the one that I read said that Poseidon had 10 sons, and he gave each son a kingdom, Yeah, and it was spread out um, over, uh, around the Atlantic. So in in Greece and in Africa and in p- parts of Italy, um, so the the belief is that Atlantis wasn't just the island; that there was there was ten. Atlantis was the capital, but there was ten other kingdoms. Right. I've that heard went that too. Yeah. That Atlantis was like the capital city, but there it was a series of islands. Yes, yeah. The, so the one the one YouTuber that I watched today had said about like the Canary Islands and all the little islands that are in the Atlantic, that's was all um um Atlantis. The 
how he described the city, he described the the actual city of Atlantis as a series of concentric rings, and each ring mm-hmm. was connected by bridges. So when you see depictions of this, as people have and Yes, I have not read Plato, but people have read through his work and really dissected it. And they've come up with these images where you see these concentric rings of land, each connected by bridges. The centermost ring was the most holy, and that was where the ruling families or the rulers lived. And Atlantis was ruled by a set of five twins. So five sets of twins was apparently how it was ruled. Um, Might be five sets, might be seven. I might be wrong on that. I'm sorry. Um, but it was, it was always ruled by twins, apparently. That was a big thing. And part of that comes from the mythology that speaks that, uh, Poseidon fell in love with someone who bore him twins. She bore him five sets of twins. So Atlantis runs off the twins. Oh, man. (laughs) That's like a baby Nerf gun. Don't even get into Zeus. Like, geez, you don't even want to know how many he had. (laughs) Zeus didn't even just keep it to mankind, though, either. Zeus did anything. (laughs) It didn't have to even, like, it could be plant. It could be If it had a hole, he fucked it. That was about it, yeah. For Zeus, yeah. Yeah. If it had a hole, he fucked it. That's why I think it's funny. I think in the new uh, Thor movie, when you see Zeus, he doesn't wear any pants. That makes sense. And he's got this, like, really skimpy... um, it's close. It's. I think it's technically a tunic, but it's short. But yeah. The biggest thing, like, the story of Atlantis, as, as time went down, we, there became a big division in terms of the group that thought, yes, there was an Atlantis, and then the group that says, no, Plato's work was only an allegory. It was only meant to describe and to showcase something because you have to remember he was from the city-state of Athens um, and very big into the issues that was going on in Greece in the time in terms of the the different wars they were having. And I will get this wrong, but maybe let's say the Peloponnesian. I have no idea. I could be getting it wrong. But like they were at war with um, uh, Persia and, and different ones like that. Um, I did read that too, and I read that um, because the way Plato wrote in in parables, where it was conversations between characters, yeah. that he was really he was he, that he made up Atlantis, and he was really talking about um, how he disliked how Greece was running their government and how they ran things, and it was his way of being able to voice his opinion on without actually using the proper terms. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and it was, what it was, um, what scholars of Plato say is that it was um, a work of fiction meant to showcase the dangers of hubris and turning one ba- one's back on the gods. Um, so not listening to what the gods said and feeling too big of yourself. Because that was the big thing with Atlantis was that- Well, even mythology got, in general, yeah. it was, there was always a lesson that was taught. Yes, right? that was the big point. Um, but Atlantis, the big thing in general, it said it was destroyed by a great cataclysm that was brought on by the fact they turned their backs on the gods and they thought they were better than the gods. Um, they thought they could have more control. The Atlanteans The did. Atlanteans. And that was a huge point in it was that do not have this hubris. Do not think you are better. Do not, do not turn on the gods. Um, and think that was that's what many scholars say Plato was really trying to 
to say and that there really wasn't the scholars say there was no Atlantis like the Plato scholars say it was only an allegory uh, and that's where you start getting into the real deep stuff as to after that we've got 2000 plus years of history of <laughs> humanity or, or western civilization and then other civilizations really keen into the Atlantic the Atlantis story and the myth and expanding on it and um and all the different theories we come up with and that's what has really taken off over the years over centuries um so can I yeah okay so we'll start at the uh, most recent point you had there um to me uh, when I was in high school, I took world religions because I wasn't necessarily trying to culture myself, although that is always a great goal. Um, but I was actually trying to sow the threads of commonality between different religions. You know what I mean? Like yep. Christianity and Catholicism, they're like right there. Judaism, okay, it's a little bit wider circle. And as you go out, you find that each one is telling essentially the same story, but in a different way, yeah. and with different names, and yeah. and and with different perspectives. Yeah. And and so in that case, you're saying that the people of Atlantis were rebelling against the gods. the The story Plato told was that <clears throat> it was kind of, I guess, it was like um, the Atlanteans felt that they could do better than the gods, that they had enough knowledge now, they didn't need the gods. So they weren't worshiping, they weren't sacrificing, they turned their backs, they they didn't believe. Um, that was the big point. Yes, because I think when it, they first all were doing is they had to meet every couple of years, and they had to make all of the, the kings from the kingdoms would meet every two to three years, and they would make their sacrifice to Poseidon. Right, And that is how they kept his support. So because we have uh, things sewn through that kind of thing, right? And we know that even in a lot of uh, Christian religions and stuff like that, uh, there was a flood. Uh You know, Uh, one thing that I saw on the internet, because you got to believe everything that's on the internet. Um, So take that as you will. but you know how Lucifer was an angel who fell from God's graces, right? Uh, Lucifer Morningstar. Yeah. So him and his followers of also fallen angels, there's a theory that they were Atlanteans. Now, if they were Atlanteans, that also couldn't possibly place them under the category of Nephilim, angels, or giants. Because from what I've seen, sometimes they're synonymous. Yes. And I did see, because I know um, when you look at Egypt, and we just talked about this earlier with their giant statues and uh, and everything, that it was actually giants roamed the earth at that point, and they were the ones that built those. Right. And, and, and so if there were survivors, they're saying that they were larger people they could make those pyramids and stuff like that and apparently the trip from atlantis to egypt wasn't as far as you think especially if you take those kind of steps right so where once we had the story of atlantis from plato and um 
What year was that in? That was the one thing I did not look up, actually. 1995. No, no, no. Uh, Plato. uh, Plato's original story. Um, That was, oddly enough, that was the one thing I did not look up. (laughs) I can't believe that. Um, uh, So they're saying that uh, I did see a thing that Plato was wrong with some of his facts, but there are scientific... Uh, discoveries that show that there were civilizations in different places around the world. There's even uh, talks about um, which places where the actual Atlantis was. Because some people say it was here. Some people will say it was there. I can't remember which ones were which. Yeah. But So I do have a list. Like I, I have a whole list of, of the different theories of where it might have been. But just to clarify, Plato was in about 400 B, like... like um. 424 to 328 BCE. So 420? 424 to 328 BCE. So let's say around the, let's say Atlantis was around 390, 380 BCE. Nancy, you look confused. Are you trying to figure out what the number got lower? (laughs) So I am not a history buff. Okay. History has never been my history has never been my strong suit. Not saying that I don't find it interesting. I just my brain just does not understand the different like as I know BC is before Christ, correct? That's what no, it used to common era. That's what okay. it used to stand for. Catholic though. school here. Yeah, it's before this is Christ. What we were taught. Yes. So yeah. my like not understand like I have a really hard time under wrapping my head around the different okay, why did time start again? Like that's So what it did is from the before Christ is a good mental image of where the timeline is anyway. Okay. So that is okay to think, but they they call it before common era. And so if you take the point of Christ and you go up to us, we're counting up. If you go to the point of Christ and go that way, it counts down. The Christ's birth is zero. Okay. You see? Okay. So that's how we went from year 400 and something down to year 300 and something. Okay. Because it's counting (laughs) down to zero. Yeah. So if he was born in 426 uh, BCE, when he was 26, common era. Before common era. Yes. Because it's now not. They had to add the E because they took out the Christ. Yeah. It's now, it's no longer supposed to be uh, BC and AD. It's. BCE and CE. Okay. Yeah, after Before death common is gone, era. Uh, no, it's anti dominia. It's yeah. not after death. It's anti dominia. Before it was after death. Yes. No, it wasn't. It was never anti death. It was Latin anti dominia. After death. I always knew it after death. Before yeah. Christ and after death. But officially it was it was uh anti dominia or something, which was like after the Lord. Um but we just called it we always called it after death. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oddly enough, though, the year zero also corresponds for the people who use the common era, but the year zero also corresponds with like one of the Roman censuses. So that's why they will go with it. But yeah, so if we're taking, yeah, yeah, we're good. Thank you. If we're taking the idea that Plato's Atlantis story was in 400 BCE. Sure. Um, after that, there has been so much, like, so many people have written about Atlantis. Uh, Francis Bacon um, Bacon. wrote about him. There was a big book in the 1800s about it, which is where we get a lot of theories from. Um, And 
It's been... One week since you looked at me? Uh, yeah. You're killing me here. Um, <sighs> the, Of course, the big theory, Plato said it was past the Straits of Gibraltar in the Atlantic Ocean. That's right. So that's one theory as to where it is. Um, you know, another theory is that it was the ancient Minoan civilization. Mm. Um, and that one is kind of interesting because um, Plato might have actually known about the Minoans. And that was, I believe, on the island of Crete, and it was destroyed by the volcano Thera in about 5600 BCE. Right. So that it could have been the Minoan civilization on Crete. Um, that's one of the theories as to where Atlantis might be. Um, you know, there's also, could it be, and these ones will go into more Antarctica. Um, oh, I didn't hear that one. Oh, I will go into that one. Trust me. I will go into that one. Okay. Um, then there's also the, the idea that it's actually in Southeast Asia. I like your pussy. Um, you like my what? No. I have <laughs> the cat sitting on my lap. Yes. Um, the Southeast Asians, um, all right. Different so, places it could be Atlantic. Okay. So in the Indian and Asian uh, Filipino legends, there's um, uh, Lemuria. I think I heard of it. Lemuria. And then there's also the lost land of Mu. I believe I might be pronouncing that wrong, but it's M-U anyway. Those Ooh. are also theories that Atlantis could have been in that area. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the theory of it was actually in the Bahamas, um, Canary Islands, that area. So there's all these different theories that people have come up with as to where Atlantis might be. What's now regarded in the 1890s, there was a book that came out that really um, talked about, uh, it gave a real description for why Atlantis was in the Atlantic Ocean. But at that point, they didn't know about plate tectonics. They didn't know the actual depth of the right. ocean. They didn't realize that the Atlantic Ocean can't just make islands and disappear them. It's like they well, thought it was it can, only, but yeah, but they thought it was only like a couple hundred meters deep. They didn't realize it went to like five kilometers in some oh, areas. Oh, I see what you're saying. So that one has kind of since been disproven. But where the fun thing, or where the odd thing with Atlantis really stands, and and I. I I honestly don't know where I stand on Atlantis because science will say science will give say one thing about it, um, but yet then there are all these other theories and and we hear other things, and it's kind of like we're either asked to be like either you believe in Atlantis or you believe that science knows everything right at this moment and we're not going to find anything else out. I've actually seen science on both sides. Yeah, and and that's and what the problem is is this the actual like the mainstream scientists call it pseudoscience. Anything to deal with they Atlantis, would. they call it pseudoscience. Um Even still? I know, it makes and it's there's so much out there about Atlantis. There's so much information um that backs up this ancient civilization theory. And but the mainstream really doesn't go with it. And so it calls it pseudo-archaeology, pseudoscience, and or they'll call it forbidden archaeology. There's a lot of places in the world where, um, because science will come up with, and, and it's always done this, it comes up with a set rules for things. And to challenge those rules... You need a lot of scientists backing you. You need a lot of proof. And you need the establishment who has based their whole life's work, everything about themselves are based on these facts. So 
back in the um, uh, 1500s, science said that we went around this, like the sun went around us. And it took centuries to change that. Oh, at least. Um, even even recently, even with Einstein, for him having to advance the series of relativity, he had to get the mainstream scientific community on board. Um, archaeology is very prone to problems with, we have set that certain things happen at certain dates and to change them is very difficult. I remember as a kid being taught that we didn't know how the dinosaurs died and there were people fighting to get recognized the KT layer and that there might have been uh, and that there was a impact. And this went on for decades until finally it was recognized. So it's trying to get the mainstream scientists to recognize these facts. And so if they get a carbon dating in that says a site is older than what the, the archaeologists originally said, they'll say it was an error. A processing error or something. The other problem is that a lot of these archaeological sites, um, one they they come up with their dates based on the things they find around them. So they find a building and they find some pottery and they date the pottery to a thousand BCE. So they date the building to a thousand BCE. But we have books in a library that are brand well, new, but the library is 300, 200 years old. Or we have libraries that are brand new and have 800-year-old exactly. books. Exactly. So it's very hard when you when you use that type of dating, you can get odd measurements. So a lot of the ancient sites, there are a number of ancient sites that have come up with multiple dates. They've come up with the mainstream date based on the paraphernalia found at the site, and then other dates that are much older. And so... But there is a lot to be said that there was some sort of ancient civilization out there. And Atlantis, the, the idea of an ancient culture that was destroyed and then, you know, spread out among the world exists in many different tales throughout the globe. Every single religion. Yeah. And if you tie it to the Nephilim and, and angels. The and other thing is, is that the flood. And the flood. The flood is one that is in every single culture. Every single religion. Yeah. Yes. Everything. Every yeah. single culture, every single religion. And we can actually, what we've actually found is geological dating. We do know that um, about, uh, give me a second because I'm you, bad you know with what numbers. That, do you know what that says about each culture since it happened in everyone? Uh-huh. We all hate swimming for seven days straight. <laughs> The or was it forty? No, was it forty, 40 days? days? So forty, 40 days, days is, is the oh good luck. Yeah, forty <laughs> days is the Christian. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, I got it wrong. 40, a lot of the stuff is in forty days. Yeah, yeah, but also if you look at a lot of their other things, their kings lived three hundred years. Yeah. So that ties back to the Nephilim, but that's a different podcast. We're we're doing good on time. We're doing like we're only at twenty seven minutes. So keep it up because I've got us. I still got a list. Oh, I I yeah, haven't even gotten into the details. Um, this, this is going to be possibly a two-parter, if not a uh, special, ladies and gentlemen. So get tight and or sit tight. Get tight. <laughs> well, 
So, and I apologize Why if we not? end up jumping over the place on this one because there's so many different areas there, that that mesh in with it. So many pockets, and there's already been a couple that I've tried to bite my tongue on. I'm like, well, maybe part two will get. To yeah, that. but I'm just looking to see what how we're going to judge it, right? It'll just so as for the actual science, we had a science. We had an ice age long time ago. We had um, we had the last glacial maximum ice age. And then, and that was about 20,000 years ago. And then we got warmer. And then suddenly, very, very quickly, like within a matter of months, around 13,000 years ago. So around, uh, that would be around 1100 BCE. Suddenly, we entered a new ice age. Uh, Everything got much colder. uh, And that's called the Younger Dryass Period. And it only lasted for just over a thousand years. And what was shocking about it was that we entered it suddenly. Um, the records, the, the geologic records, the ice records all show that it was entered within only a matter of months. Um, really? Yes. Like if you've seen, um, I know there was a movie that was kind of like that where, and I can't think of it. I can think of the day after day tomorrow. Day after, day after tomorrow. Yes. So and I've never seen it, but I'm good with these kind of things. It's Isn't? awesome. It's awesome. But and it actually that movie uses a lot of the theories that are based around Atlantis. Um, so really? the younger dry ass period started very suddenly. And during it, because it got very cold, a lot of the water of the Earth's oceans was frozen into ice caps. Um the other thing that was kind of odd about it, it wasn't frozen all over. Like Europe and North America were very cold, but uh, Africa, Asia, South America, they stayed pretty temperate. Um, it well, wasn't close to the equator. Still. Yeah. And it wasn't completely global, not like major ice ages. It was kind yeah. of like a mini ice age. And when it ended, and it also ended suddenly, during the Younger Dryas, the water levels dropped 200 feet. Wow. So, and then they suddenly rose 200 feet. To what they are now. And that's and that happened about 10,000 10, BCE, around 9,500, 10,000 BCE. And interesting thing is that corresponds with a lot of the biblical stories. Okay. So how long a period of time was it from the time that it dropped to the time it came back? About a thousand years. The Younger Dryas lasted about a thousand years. About a thousand years. Yes. So that's long enough to set up a nice civilization exactly. right freaking near. And so the the thought is is that during the Younger Dryas, we dropped two hundred meters. A lot of the Mediterranean floor is going to be visible. Right. Uh, a lot of the coastlines are visible. There was probably even a landmass that connected uh, Britain with Europe. Um, oh, that's yeah. We're yeah. not even going back as far as Pangaea, but yeah, but you don't but have no, to. because the water dropped. Yeah, there you could walk across Land the channel, bridge. and it would have also been the other thing is a lot of the Bahamas were also above water. Um, that thousand years and and a huge area in the Philippines, and that's where an idea that Atlantis might have been there and might have been what in that culture is called Lemuria or Mu. Um. And it would actually really fit in that area of the Philippines. The water down 200 meters, um, or 200 feet, sorry. Still. That would have given 
so much extra landmass and very fertile landmass. They would have been able to grow so many things because it would have been, it would have had fresh deposits like from the ocean floor. It wouldn't have been used. It would have been wonderful area to, to, to farm. Easy to excavate because it, it used to be exactly. seafloor, mostly sand and other sand. such. Yeah. And then suddenly it got warmer again. The ice caps melted and the water rose 200 feet. And that one, all of a sudden, whatever civilization might have been built during that thousand years, it's gone. It got submerged. And we're left with all these stories of a massive flood. Yeah. But we also have scientific evidence of civilization, not just one civilization going Many, and that's probably why we're getting many different locations for Atlantis is because, yeah, we lost a lot of places, a lot of places sunk. And it wasn't that it sunk, like Colleen said, it actually re-rose. But there was a lot of research that I saw that stated uh, where they have taken um, rocks or uh, sand from not the bottom, like deep into the ocean, where the rocks were formed that way by needing air. Oh, by being in air. By needing to have air and the lap of water <laughs> to run on it, to rub on it, to be able to smooth like that. Where there's rocks aren't typically like that at the yeah. bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. it would have had to have been above water or and on then, the shore. Isn't there uh, around one of... The Asian islands, I don't know if it's Chinese, but they have statues and stuff that you can find underwater. Well, there's Bimini Road, um, which is in the Bahamas, which is one that is always talked about with Atlantis because it it looks, uh, it's called the Road to Atlantis. It looks like a paved, like a whole bunch of paved stones put in a line. Yeah. um, That is under the water by about about maybe 20, 30 feet or so. Uh, But at one point it would have been on a hill. During the Younger Dryas, it would have been up on a hill. and Oh, that's even worse. So, like, I'm thinking, okay, during the thousand years, they see lowlands and it's kind of fertile. They're going to build there. But, you know, that might be silly if you know your history even back then that, oh, well, water levels can rise. Maybe we shouldn't build that low. Yeah. But if they built on a hill, so they already planned for the water to rise... And they still didn't make it. That's just a double burn. 200 feet is immense. Like if our oceans rose five feet, we would lose so much land and so many cities right now. But 200 feet? That's unbelievable. Like like that's an immense amount of water that was released. I work for an internet service provider now and we don't even have 200 foot towers. The tallest we usually go is 170 and that's pushing it. Yeah. So when you think about that, like, um, but yeah, there, there are many places like there's areas near Japan, there's areas in the Philippines where there are structures underwater that are in areas that during the younger Dryas would have been above water. The last time these areas would have been above water to build on was during the younger Dryas. Yeah. 10,000 years, take 12,000 years ago. Yeah. Um, the, that's, you know, one big thing. The other interesting thing also taking us back to this timeline is there is something called, uh, the Orion correlation theory. And that is, I'm sure, I don't know who might've heard of it, 
the idea that the pyramids and the Sphinx are all aligned with the star Orion, with yes, the, I the heard this um, one too. Yep, constellation yep, yep, yep. Orion. The only time when they match up with that is back during the Younger Dryas. Yeah. And um, now, just- and, you, and you said you're coming into this unprepared. Give me a freaking break. <laughs> Well, I didn't write most of this down. A lot of this is actually from a lifetime of curiosity. Yeah, but sometimes brain vomit onto a microphone is just fine. Oh, there we go. The Now, to present the other side on the, the Orion correlation theory, the scientists say that the degrees of the stars is off by up to five degrees on some of them, which they said might not have happened. So who knows? But to me, it's so close that I could see that a civilization that didn't have like a giant telescope... They could have easily have done it and been five they, degrees off. That's not They could huge. barely understand centrifugal force. So Yeah. Um so then even going back to that, I completely lost my train of thought. I don't know. Well, the Sphinx actually shows water else. erosion around it. Yes. That's what it was. Thank you. So you remember how I said survivors and yeah. they wiggled their way over to Egypt. Yep. Apparently somewhere in Plato's uh, did I say it right? Yes, in Plato's in, in Plato's story, there are people that are no. He claimed that there was a secret passage underneath the paw of the Sphinx, and people are like, "Oh yeah, that's not true. That's not true." Well, apparently they did sonic radar uh, scanning. Where they, I, I don't know if you've seen these machines. They look like kind of like a cement roller but they they send uh sound shock waves through the ground and when they bounce back they know they've hit an object that is not dirt is the easiest way to describe it yep. um sometimes ground penetrating radar right right ground pre- penetrating radar and sometimes they even add um uh metal detection and stuff like that to this same technology right because it's a it's a relatively big machine nowadays and so they did a scan like not even that long ago i think it was in the 90s yeah i think the last time they were allowed was in the 90s uh they're no longer permitted to do anything yeah so when they did this echo locate scan apparently they did find hidden chambers underneath the sphinx paw however they have not been allowed to explore them because like i don't know Oh, that one's a big conspiracy theory every, in itself. Yeah, everything in Egypt is pretty much on hardcore lockdown. One, they don't want site degradation, and I get it. Everybody and their brother, if they go to Egypt, are going to want to go see the the monuments. They're going to want to see the ancient past. Same reason for going to um, Greece. Greece. And Rome. Rome. Um the the Mayan temple in going into into Mexico and in those areas yeah. Teotihuacan those things and they're saying back to the Nephilim thing uh, when the grounds were making those land bridges some of them made their way over and that's why we're seeing pyramids in Egypt and over here. Well, do you have anything? No. Okay. No. All right. Then here do we want to get into the big fun one? <laughs> oh really? Are you having a good time? Okay. You, uh, really? Right. Oh, just because I smoke dope and watch crazy things about conspiracy theories and stuff like that. You see how I'm tying these <laughs> yeah. little there's, little knots there's as tons, we go. Tons. It's a tapestry. When I have a book, and I learn better when I have the research and somebody's talking to me about it, like being in a classroom setting. 
I learn better. I'm visual and audio. So when I have those two things combined, I can absorb the information. Hence why YouTube worked really well <laughs> in doing research because I have somebody talking to me. I'm looking at something and like it just it worked a lot better. So if you guys were wondering where John is, John had to focus on work. But uh, John was asking me when he first started, he's like, dude, I don't know what to do. I've never done a podcast before or anything else. He's like, do I do research? I'm like, for super serious stuff, like the stuff that Sarah and Kelly do for the true crimes and stuff like that, you want your dates and your names correct. You want everything as legit as what you can make it. Um, Sarah's even come up with facts that the television program got wrong. <laughs> And, and she points it all out to me. That's why I don't watch anything with her. I sat there and she didn't pet me. <laughs> <laughs> Way lost, to go, Colleen. I, I lost know. my pen. There's my pen. I, I stopped petting her for a I like the pen because I feel like a therapist. Now, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. How does the, it make you feel? At Atlantis is such a tapestry. There's so <laughs> much information. I Actually, I know I met, did mention to you, you said earlier about... How our idea of Atlantis with all these flying cars and all this technology and like magical stones, that came from Edgar Cayce in the 40s or 50s. He was a... Um, Wasn't he the one that had his own cult? Yeah, he was. He did have a cult. Um, and he started Scientology? No, 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 no. That was L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, Edgar okay. Casey was a but wasn't spiritualist. But was Ron Hubbard's stuff based off of Edward uh, Casey? Yes, stuff? he used a lot of Casey's work. See, okay, yeah, that's yeah. the line I didn't draw. Yeah. I didn't go back far yeah. enough. So Casey was a spiritualist. Um, he said he was actually a reincarnation of of one of the Atlantean, a member from Atlantis, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Atlanta, mm -hmm. Atlantic, whatever. Um, yeah, go and. Ahead. He he claimed he what he would do is he would kind of go into a hypnotic trance and have visions or or his things, and he claimed to see all these things of and he talked about what Atlantis was like and he talked about flying cars and magical stones. Grab a chair. Um, my mic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Hey, Caitlin's here. Caitlin is Nancy's daughter. Everybody hi. say hi. No one will hear you. You got to get right up to it like you're like you're eating an ice cream cone. Hi. Caitlin was here on one of the other episodes. She came in and gave her opinion. What was that episode? Telepathy. 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 That's right. That's right. Opinions are good. We love them all. Do you know anything about Atlantis? No. <laughs> Ooh, have a seat. You're in for a ride. Okay. So Casey had all of these... Um, these, he would share his visions of what his life had been like in Atlantis. And that's where he talked about flying cars, motorized machines, um, levitation, uh, telepathy. He talked about there was some magical stone. Yeah, it's all the ideas that, that we often see in popular culture about what Atlantis was like. That We got those from Casey. And um, he also predicted that sometime in the 60s, 70s, we would find proof of Atlantis. Okay, this just in from my daughter, and she's actually got a point. Some people have said that the Bermuda Triangle is the location of Atlantis. Yeah, that's actually, that's when they talk about, when, when I did say some people think like it's in the Azori Islands, uh, Canary Islands, Bermuda area, within the Bermuda Triangle area, yeah. My question is, how does my eight-year-old know that? There's a movie. You know Journey 2? 
You know what I'm talking yes. about. With The Rock. There is a movie called Journey 2. Like, number, letter because two, number two. Because the first one is Journey to the Center of the Earth. So, th- in this oh, one. God. Yeah, and this is the, the, the second one. They actually go and find Atlantis, but they are following a book. What was the book they were following? Was it... Um, they talked about James Vernon. <laughs> Jules Verne? Jules Verne. There you go. Okay. Okay. Get her on microphone. I was like, I don't know, but the, the son found a book, and there was a map in the book. And he had to find the other books to complete the map. Okay. It was with the rock. Yeah. And so then they went and they found this like airplane. Well, long story short, it was in the Bermuda Triangle. And when they went through, it would like took them through a loop. There was like tornadoes. And then it was almost like they died and then woke up on the island. Okay. Well, yeah, that's Journey 2 is, is basically well, an expansion no. of Jules Fern's Journey to the Center of the Earth. Well, yes, but yeah. then... Uh, you remember how I said some of the um, survivors of Atlantis moved on to Egypt? Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet. I was trying to explain oh. Casey. Oh, okay. And 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 then um, uh, so I was gonna go there because that's a that's a huge point talking about yeah. the survivors. So then, uh, well, we're at forty five minutes, so we might as well get on with it. Um, with so um, with the Nephilim being. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, Go ahead. Sorry, I, well. I've lost it. I've lost it all now. Talk about Atlantis. Oh, he said um, He said that he, he prophesied that, like, in the 60s, 70s, they would find proof of Atlantis. And that was actually when they found the Bimini Road. Oh, um, nice. And that is thought to be one of the reasons why scientists, mainstream scientists, never took Bimini Road seriously. Because it was a prophecy. And, well, and because when it was found, everyone said it's the road to Atlantis. So the scientists just immediately disregarded it as, no, it's natural rock formations. Did you know that the Cubs winning the pendant was only off by one year by Back to the Future? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were talking about how the survivors went okay. to Egypt. The- so, um, okay. So some of these Trains of thought require the acceptance of other trains of thought. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you think the Nephilim are angels and giants and they're all synonymous, then a lot of this works. So, I'm not really going so much on the Nephilim. What I'm going on is every culture has what is called a civilizing hero. Can we at least call them a big culture? Because I believe they were oh, extra-sized people. Yeah, I... The the main thing is is that I um it's it's when I think about all the Atlantis stuff I've learned over the years, I'm not equating <laughs> them into it. They're something separate. They might have been involved in it. Um, I I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. But it's they like the whole Nephilim giants. That's a whole other thing. Well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But it all starts or comes from some of the theories that revolve around. Atlantis, which is why I really like this being the jump-off point for a lot of these other things, like the Nephilim are a different thing, the Giants are a different thing, but they're all tied together. We might stick a couple of them together just for sake of ease. Yeah. You know? So if you if you look at pretty much all the a lot of cultures, there's something called a civilizing hero in almost every culture, and the, for example, in Greece there was Prometheus. Prometheus gave fire to to people, which allowed them to create civilization. Atlas. 
And in Maui, Maui was from Polynesia, Polynesia, and he pulls the islands up, teaches stone tools and how to cook food. Veracoche in South America, Priyanka, um, he te- taught masonry and, and that. Quetzalcoatl. 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 Okay, I say these ones terribly, so I apologize. He taught farming and gave civilization. In Egypt, Osiris gave law, agriculture. Say that again. Osiris. No, the country. Egypt. Okay. Yeah. What? Nothing. Carry on. Okay. So he, um, uh, and story with, so, and then uh, in Mesopotamia, it was Oannes, I think. Um, and uh, the interesting thing about all of these, or many of these, not so much, yep, even with Prometheus, the story is, is that they, they come from the sea. Almost yes. all of them arrive on a ship or they walk out of the ocean. They come from the sea. In mo- most of the cultures, they're also depicted as bearded and robed, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Egypt one with Osiris, he came and he taught law, agriculture. And then it said that he left Isis to rule while he went off and taught other cultures right. about that. So, Which the, apparently a lot of the Egyptian gods come from. Yes. So it's interesting that so many cultures have this idea of some sort of hero or god that came to them and taught them how to do things and came to them by sea. And when you look at all that and you put it together, it's like, wait a minute. All these places all over the world from all over all over the parts of the earth are all saying the same thing. Was there some civilization that the survivors escaped from, left on boat and went to all different parts of the world and taught the people were like, we don't want our information to get lost. We want to help you. Yeah. That's what to me. We we want to we want to teach forward. We may have been screwed over by the quote unquote gods, and I'll explain that in a second, Um, because it goes back even further if you get really nutty. And this is why I wanted Atlantis to be a jump off point. But um, oh man, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, So we uh, they would leave on boats. They're kind of like life rafts and stuff from a civilization that literally just went bloomp into the water, right? If you imagine... The only thing that's still going to be up is the boats. Yeah, and if you think of like the science of it, let's say the Younger Dryas, the water rose, they had some boats. Maybe during that, like everything sunk, everything went underwater, they managed to flee on boats and one boat goes north, one boat goes west, one goes east, one goes south. And they all end up in different parts of the world. And they start to teach what they know, agriculture, astronomy. What's fascinating is that's when a lot of, it was right after the Younger Dryas, um, when we started building a lot of megalithic structures. So the, you know, you go, but you think of Stonehenge, you think of uh, the, the giant megaliths on Malta, um, many other places, places in Mesoamerica and that they were building all these giant megalithic structures <coughs> and you need giant megalithic people to do it though. Well, 
Or you need some My sort opinion. of information or technology or something. I don't so much. Or, like, yes, yeah. yes. And so many of these structures. Don't work harder, work smarter. Um, You know, many of these structures are dated as only like, you know, a, a thousand BCE. But yet they do, many of them come back with dates that are further back. Like if you start testing them more, you'll get a date that says 10,000 BCE. Oh, there's 300 years of yeah. unrecorded history. Uh, there's Easily. Well, I always remember a quote I heard years ago in the 90s. It was, we have this idea that civilization has progressed from stone tools. And this is exactly what the person said. He said, gone from stone tools to us and our striped toothpaste without any pauses or setbacks. And that's really dumb to think that. Yeah. Because why would we think that we would just simply progress in one long linear line without having hiccups or jumps? There have been times or like, self-destruction. You you look at what we lost during the Middle Ages, um, and then had to work to regain back. And we've had these little hiccups and self-destructions and jumps and things all over, even throughout our recorded history. How could we how could we assume that there was nothing before us? Maybe there was something and we lost that. We're we're a culture of amnesia. Like, like we are, we are a race that has amnesia, maybe. Yeah. That we just, we do not remember. So, uh, we don't do a lot of religion on the channel. Um, but Atlantis does, like we said, have its toe in religion. Because with the ancient Egyptians, yep. a lot of their gods are said to have come from across the sea. Some people yes. even would say came from Atlantis. So, on top of that one, um, yep, I actually got the culture gods. Uh, some people say that um, the Ark of the Covenant was at one point stored in Atlantis and might have been its final resting place. There, It's interesting because the the mythology of Atlantis is used on so many things. It crosses over with so many things. And what's also interesting is we now have, like, let's say, 100 years or so of pop culture. We have movies. We have comics. We have whatever. And we have integrated Atlantis into all of those. And so we've come up with so many different stories. Um, it would – the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant – if Atlantis, if I go on the idea for me, if I go on the idea that Atlantis was in the time frame they say 10,000 BCE, I think that was before the Ark of the Covenant. But I'm not certain. I don't know. Well, the some, Ark of the Covenant might even be even more ancient. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I'm not sure which way it goes, but there were conspiracies. Oh, yeah. Around the Ark being there. Yep. Um. I don't remember if there was conspiracies around the Holy Grail being there or not. I can't see that one being as... But I think I remember seeing something about the Ark of the Covenant being there. I would not, not put Noah's it past... Not Noah's Ark, because that's different. Yeah. I would not put it past um, someone to have said that the Holy Grail is there. I mean, there's so many... Like, you search for theories on Atlantis or conspiracy theories on Atlantis. You get unbelievable amounts. Well, so, the Ark of the Covenant made the walls of Jericho fall. 
Yes. Right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I... No, the uh, Walls of Jericho. Well, it was the Ark of the Covenant and it was the Horn, wasn't it? The Horn. Anyone, can anyone yes. back me up here? Yes. Yes. Okay. They <laughs> circled the Walls of Jericho with the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant. and then they blew the and Horn. And then they blew the Horn. Yeah. So, ergo, one of those two things is what? Because I said ergo or because she's being consumed by a cat. So, one of those two things, either the Horn or the Ark of the Covenant have to be some sort of mass destruction weapon. Well, here's the, the actually, I remember. And they've spent more time circling the towers with the Ark of the Covenant than they did blowing the horn. So one of the stories I heard, it wasn't so much that the Ark of the Covenant, and I remember I remember this one now, things trigger, you know, every once in a while it'll fire off in the brain. Right in the new. It wasn't that the Ark of the Covenant went to Atlantis, and was stored there. It was that was created there. I remember hearing that one one time. Okay. The idea yep. that it was actually that was a it. relic from Atlantis that was brought to Egypt by the civilizing hero or by, and it was one of the things that was brought there. And then it was so powerful. Like the some ideas, the scientific theories, the pseudo scientific or whatever theories are still based very close to science in terms of that they didn't have extra technology it was just agriculture and things like that um which is amazing in itself um you get higher into the more expanding stuff like you get into van donneken um and and other stuff you get more of the idea of ancient aliens extra technology all that type of stuff um the idea that they brought relics with them to each area that they went to when they fleed when they fled Atlantis uh, and that those relics are things that we have since seen during our history as powerful items. I agree. Yeah. And like the Von Donneken's theories, of course, he's, uh, you know, ancient aliens um, that we were visited by another race that, you know, uh, that the Egyptian gods were maybe another race. The Atlanteans were another race, um, like an alien race. Okay. I like Hancock's theories more. That Hancock's theories, Graham Hancock's theories, go more on the idea uh, of ancient civilization. My name's Graham, and I uh, most often, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. So you said alien races. I heard you. Yeah. Oh yeah. The you get the ancient alien theories in it. Um, uh-huh. I, that's just. There you you go off. You can go off so many different areas on the ancient aliens. Okay. But yet they all come back to Atlantis. I know. So that's what I was going to say with the ancient aliens and and such and so on. Um, That also ties into the Nephilim. Exactly. The giants. Yep. And the angels. All they are are different names for the same dealio. Exactly. So the ancient aliens could have been gods they could have been part of the nephilim it depends on who you're talking to at which point in time so uh if they are ancient aliens and they need to live here but they can't be seen anymore for whatever reason or they're fleeing atlantis that brings us to the center of the earth conspiracy which that there have a a lot of them have fled through cave tunnels and have developed a network throughout the entire earth where they actually have a 
What did you call it? A Dyson sphere? Yeah, where the idea that it's it's like uh, that the Earth is actually more like a, a Dyson sphere. Um, that inside of it, the, the crust of the Earth is where we live. The interior is like their Dyson sphere. Um, so a Dyson sphere was, was uh, first we, before... We've done it already. Go back and read it or listen to it. No, I'm the, kidding. The Dyson sphere, it's, it's the idea that a, a false structure is built, uh, let's say a big round sphere. Say so you um, have earth and you put it in another earth. Yeah. And it's the, the, what's living on the inside of the sphere might never know that they are in the sphere because their sky looks like a sky. Everything is meant to look right. But they are contained. They are self-contained in this. Yeah. Um, and it was postulated as a great idea to actually as a way to, that you could establish a colony on the Dyson Sphere. Yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to explain to Caitlin because she's trying to wrap her noodle around it. I've seen a lot of crazy shit. Okay, so sometimes it's explained as we live on the outer crust of the dome. On the inside of this outer ball, you have... A center. Some people say that that center acts as the inner Earth's sun, and they have a different technology, or or it's the way the magnetics work. That when you come through the crust, so our gravity pulls towards the center. As soon as you go so far, gravity flips, and now you're stuck to the outside, and you walk around. Other ones say that no, you'll actually go through the center. And you'll fall for a bit. Then you'll hit a solid core that has an artificial sun uh, created that way. So some people say that the gravity flips and you kind of become on the inside of the ball. Other ones say that, no, there's a smaller Earth on the inside and they've created an artificial sun from the technology that they had. I hope I recorded all that. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. And it and and it's also it all depends on like your centrifugal force and what you created things out I, of. I'm more so that there's a ball on the inside Same of here. the bigger ball because for the gravity to switch is weird to me. Like I get magnetic fields change when they go, but that's a little bit of a weird one. I don't think it would switch. I think it's the idea that it's either one or the other. You might have one where you're on the interior of the sphere. One where you land on the ball in the center, but you couldn't have one where you do both. I don't think. No, it would have to be one or the other. Yeah, whichever yeah. one it is, that's the one it is. Yeah, but it um, can't be both. Like I've heard that one in in relation to Atlantis. Like it's you do get so the, the survivors ended up in yeah. the center of the Earth. Yeah, they've hidden from us because they've seen what we can do with their technologies, and it kind of scares them. Yeah. Which brings us to the Lucifer thing. Lucifer gathered his minions, who are the Nephilim, who are the angels, who are the giants, so on and so forth. The Nephilim? And have taken them underground to a place that the gods themselves would consider hell. Because now they're living under, under the ground where there is no sun. Now, and it's hot and it's icky. Now the Nephilim, though, are generally uh, explained as they are part human. They are they are the race created from from, from human the, from from the daughters of men mating with angels. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. all sticky with it. Yeah, no, 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 no. But the the other one that I've that I've also read is that the reason why the Atlantean survivors disappeared and went down um, is that think of it like we're like ants to them. 
they have no use for us. Our knowledge is so minuscule compared to them that they just have no point and they don't want anything to do with us. We're useless. Well, also, if they are considered under the classification of giant, um, they would break things and have little consideration for lower life form life. If you were smaller than them, and some of these Nephilim and, and giants and so forth like we're talking 10, 12, 13, 15 feet tall. Yeah, like I had not planned to get into the Nephilim debate at all. No, no, no. The Nephilim, because I don't have as much information on that one. But like I'm saying, all of it goes back to Atlantis. Yeah, and and there's... There are sites all over the world. Like I have... I There's a number of different sites. Um, Like some of the really interesting ones... um, I believe it's Gobekli Tempe um, that was buried, and it's it was they created this giant megalithic site, and it's got all these I don't know engravings on it, many of which show amazing things or or give clues that it might be Atlantis or whatever. Some of it kind of looks like a bit of a Noah's Ark, and yet after they created it, they buried it. They filled it all in with dirt and they covered it up with a mound as if to preserve it for future. So why would they preserve it? And what was it that they wanted to tell us? Was there something in it to try and tell us? And some interpretations of the keystones on it talk about, um, mention like a great deluge on it. So, and he disappeared. So a really big thank you to everybody who made it this far. If you're listening to this message, we had to stop immediately for whatever reason. Might have been a kid out of bed. Might have been someone coming to the door. Either way, we had to exit pronto. So if you enjoyed what you listened to tonight, make sure to join us next week or whenever the next one comes out. And uh, be sure to follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, We have a YouTube channel if you're interested in video games and gameplay. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next Mystery Matt Spotlight podcast. Take it easy. Peace.